This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Nights and Nerds. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. Well, you have accomplished many things in the Sunken Citadel, but at this current point, you're using a bit of your reward, uh, the key that you acquired from the Cobalt Leader, to explore a portion of the Citadel that seems like it has been untouched for many, many years. Before we left off, I believe you... Let me just double-check this. You entered... Well... One thing, before you even went to the right door with the key, you went to the spooky undead dragon door and acquired a a really crazy whistle that summons the undead. Um, So, Candace, you still have an undead follower, so you'll need to keep track of that a little bit. Bony Danza. For me. Oh, yeah. Bony Danza is still accompanying you. And Bony Danza, I mean, he's not your regular skeleton. If you remember... These were royal elven sarcophagi. He's the boss. <laughs> oh my God. He is the boss. <laughs> because the bones you used to summon your undead were were old royal elf elvish, you know, sarcophagi. So pretty special. I think boss. he just lost half the listeners with our. I never had them with a bony Danza reference. Nobody's gonna understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Paul will get it. Yeah. Paul, that was yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, after you found your whistle of summoning Bony Danza, you were able to find the correct door for the key that you acquired. And as we left off, you had just entered the first room after that locked door, which had a single orb that made a few of you run away before you over- overcomed your weak fears and returned back to exploring this secret area of the citadel. So the next step in front of you guys was finishing this room with the uh, scary orbs, as I'll call them. And so if I can describe it to you, what you were entering into was a, um, a room that, uh, that follows. So it's a dust-filled room, and the dust is thick with, with years of age. It's like a layer of gray snow on the floor. Uh, In the rounded northern end of the chamber stands a 10-foot-tall sculpture of a coiled dragon carved from a red-veined white marble. So you are all entering into this room um, with this red-veined white marble dragon statue to the north. Is that the only thing in the room? For those who make pretty easy perception checks, you know, you, you've gone through a lot of this citadel. And this area, though dusty like many other places, it's like an undisturbed dust. You get the sense that 
These rooms have not been entered in for years. Can I do like a sort of uh, perception of the whole room for traps or any kind of like any booby traps? Oh, the booby traps are plentiful, possibly. So make your make your roll. <laughs> Tannis is very immature. Possibly. They're <laughs> yeah, they're called titty traps. <laughs> titty traps. <laughs> but booby trap backwards is tra- is it party boob? <laughs> Just a singular boob. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Just one boob. That's the party animal. The other one. Straight game. It's All definitely right. lefty. It's always lefty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, perception. Oh my gosh, Candace. Uh, 15. That's a 15 perception check. Good job, Candace. Thank you. <laughs> is anyone else going to make a perception check in this very spooky room that has not been entered in for years and years? Me too. I got a 11. Yeah, I got a 10, so I'm not helping out here. I got a 9. <laughs> oh. Candace, your role is the prime role of perception checks? Yeah. Um, I'm the best. With your your high role there, um, you know, you feel like these areas are, are very fine. You know, I've described some of the, the detail work of dragon sculptures and designed stone walls and... Um, uh, everything you see in this room is is so fresh. Nothing's been touched. Nothing's been damaged. Um, it's survived the test of time. Um, with your roll, you are able to see clearly this statue on the northern end of the room. It is yet again another detailed, carved dragon statue. Um, but if anything, this one is almost higher detail, higher quality than you've seen before. Okay. Well, I'm going to... There is, with your perception check... (laughs) Sorry to interrupt there. There is something that seems like it's... It's probably words carved into the statue. um, But the thick layer of dust obscures it from easy reading from your position right now. Yeah, I'm going to walk up and give her a little shine. See if I can read those words. Not out loud. Not out loud. As I've learned in the past... So Thorn walks up to this dragon sculpture, and as you pass your hand over the dust, in, dust-covered, um, inscribed words, um, you actually are slightly startled by the fact that you see the mouth of the dragon statue move, and it speaks to you. And cool. it says, "We come at night without being fetched. We disappear by day." Without being stolen, what are we? It, wait, does it say this in in draconic? It or says in this in common. I mean, I know what it is. <laughs> then say it. Cass, Cass, we'll kind of just look over and and say it sounds like it's speaking of the stars. Ah, so Cass, back from the door you enter into, speaks stars, and a secret door on the western wall clicks and slides open this wall was like perfect seams with the wall but as it slides open silently uh you see an entrance to another chamber to the west this place is awesome so there's nothing else in this 
this first kind of chamber that we came into, though? No, there, the there, there isn't anything else in this chamber. Can I read the actual thing, though? Is that what it says on it? Yeah, that it, it says the same thing. It's written in Draconic, but the actual mouth of the statue moves and speaks in common. Crazy. But the okay. same thing is written as well. All right. And then it says, visit our Whoa. gift shop as the secret door opens. <laughs> <laughs> Say, knights and nerds for a 10% discount. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, a, por- a portion of the wall slides open silently, and in the western chamber from this new door, you see... So, in this new room, dust cloaks the contents of this 20-foot-wide hall. There are six alcoves lining the walls, three to the north and three to the south. Each alcove, except the southwest one, holds a humanoid figure carved of red vein white marble. The figures resemble tall elves in plate armor. A stone archway at the west end of the hall opens into a wide room from which greenish light glows, but a dark pit is situated situated before the archway. So do you, you guys have a clear picture of this room as I painted it to you? Okay, so wait, so three three alcoves on the north and south. Yep. Each. Southwest has no humanoid. Southwest has no humanoid. All the other five all do. Yep. So it's like the center of the southern statues is missing. And then on the western end is a large pit. It's like twenty by ten feet pit that sits right in front of an open entryway to a room where as far as you can see from your position right now just glows a faint greenish light I will cast detect magic mm. what's the range of detect magic uh, you sense the pre- presence of magic within 30 feet of you so you don't detect magic within this hall that you're entering into but as you I'm assuming take a few steps into the room you do get a sense of magic coming from that room that's letting off the uh, faint green light Uh, what about the pit the pit does not radiate any magic Mm. Um, do I know Am I close enough to tell, like, the school of magic from that other room, or would I have to get, like, enter the room first? I'll say, you try to concentrate on the school of magic, and you don't necessarily pick up on a particular school. Why don't you roll an arcane check for me, and I'll see if I can give you something else. Uh, That's a 12. 12... You get a sense that... Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. Um, This magic is old. 13. My bad. (laughs) Yeah. You you try to focus on a school of magic from your detection. You can tell this this is old and doesn't quite apply to a school, but that's about all you can tell. I share my findings with the group. This is the magic sense you're getting from the room beyond where you're entering into. 
so this room that we're entering into now, um, I would, uh, I'd like to go and, I don't know, maybe, I guess, investigate the statues, like maybe just whichever, f the first one that I come across. Um, I just kind of want to take a look at it in more detail, see if there's anything that stands out and maybe, I guess, get an idea of how they look compared to each other, like if they're identical or whatever. Yeah, so make a, a perception check for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, 22. Oh, that's very good. Um, the statues are very similar in design. They're quite fine on the detail of how they're construction constructed. Um, and the one spot on the central southern wall that's left empty, that does not have a statue... With your high perception roll, it, it seems lacking. It seems like it should have a statue. There should be something here. What was the total number that you rolled, Matt? 22. So if you approach the alcove that's missing a statue... Yeah. You see very faint lines. This isn't just a wall. There are very faint lines that border out something that would be about the size of a door. <laughs> Ooh. Hey guys, I, I think, I think there might be a door here, or a table that folds out. It's one of those. What are those beds called? The beds that fold <laughs> yeah. out from the wall. Who does? Oh, Murphy bed. No, they don't fold out from walls. They fold out from couches. <laughs> Mur what'd you say? Murphy bed. Is Murphy that what it is? bed. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, so I'll explain that. So, okay, can I investigate that, that wall a little bit more closely? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, seven. <laughs> I'm going to come over also, because that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Good idea. And also, roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Perception. <laughs> I rolled, oh, I rolled investigation. An investigation it. check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Significantly worse. <laughs> a natural one <laughs> so yeah thorn is like yeah i see the seams in the wall as well what that could you that pointed be? Out, but i don't i don't actually see them it's <laughs> just <laughs> pretending oh no you yeah, see totally. them you just don't come up with any ideas on how to deal with it <laughs> uh guys want to come over here and look at this thing all right okay i don't want to hog all the glory yeah i gotta just come look 16 14 Okay, Hella and Hugo do both do better. Um, <laughs> you see, you would assume similar construction to the way the door you just went through was. Now, you, you answered that riddle to have it open, but the way it opened was seamless to the wall. So it's a, it's a similar, very flush seamed door. So obviously there's a statue puzzle. But there's no statue. Well, let's figure out the puzzle. Okay, so these other statues are are elven. Like, is it? Did, did you say they they look like elven humanoids? Yeah, they resemble tall elves in plate armor. All right, hey, Bony Danza, get get over here in this alcove for a sec. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put Bony Danza in the alcove. Yeah, he's he shambles into the room with you. And he waits for direction. Stand in the alcove. 
So what, you want him to stand? Like a statue in the alcove. Oh. He'll stand there. He'll straighten up tall. Now, he is like a royal elf as well. Um, Yeah. But... I think that was uh, Hugo's thinking. It seems like there's no trigger. And if, as Hugo recalls, he... He did not sense any magic from this particular room. Hmm. What if we just try and push where it looks like there's this door? What if we need to go investigate the magic room first? Yeah, so, uh, Cass, do you want to give a little shout? Yeah, should I make, like, a strength check or something? Mm-hmm. You, you don't need to make a check as soon as you press your weight. I mean, aren't you, like, eight feet tall also? Yeah, I'm like, uh... Yeah, eight and a half feet tall and, like, almost 500 pounds. Yeah, so when the big tree boy pushes his weight against it, it actually swings open faster than most people would have anticipated. (laughs) Nice. Despite it being constructed in a very fine way, flush with the wall, all it takes is a bit of weight for this door to swing open. And what you see is a hallway that kind of loops around, avoiding that large pit before the entryway to the west that you could see from in the room. Oh, that's awesome. That saves me a spell slot because I was going <laughs> to cast a spell. So, awesome. Hey, guys. Dust still coats the contents of this tiny chamber um, and you can tell it obscures runes that are inscribed on the southern wall. Can we go read the ruins? R- not ruins. Yeah, runes. runes. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Right. Yes, thank you. Um, if you did like you did before, um, Thorn, and you, you run your hand over to clear the thick layer of dust, um, what you see is a message written in Draconic, which you can read. And it's it states, A dragon priest entombed alive for transgressions of the law still retains the honor of his position. Oh boy. And um, other than those inscriptions, this tight hallway um, just kind of leads along. And um, from your perspective, you can see another of these seamed doorways. It's a little bit easier to tell because you feel like you're on the inside of the doorway. Can you you read the, uh, the inscription again? Yes, the inscription reads... A dragon priest entombed alive for transgressions of the law still retains the honor of his position. So presumably they probably still wouldn't be alive after all this time. Hopefully. <laughs> Other than Cass that, is to, this is just a very a bit narrow hallway. It's, it's almost like a crawl space. In fact, Cass, you're probably very tight in this position. Do we want to go back to the other room? For what purpose? This loops around to the magic room. Okay. Um, the direction it travels is westward. So the the west open door that had the pit in front of it, as you get into this little secret room, the, the crawl space that you could potentially move through is also moving to the west. Uh, I say we go through it. <laughs> um... How is it? Uh, is this little crawl space um, like lit with any type of torches or light or anything, or is it totally dark? It is totally dark. 
and thick dust, like centimeters thick. I'll cast light on on Bony Danza's head, and then uh, why don't we send Bony Danza through first? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Great idea, Hugo. Come over here, Bony Danza. <laughs> 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 All right, Bony Danza crouches down and crawls Shuffle through this Shuffle westward, space. Bony Danza. <laughs> Sorry, we're in our own little thing over here. No problem. <laughs> so as Bony Danza... It's going to happen again. cast your headlight. <laughs> Sorry, move on, move along. <laughs> he gets to the end and um, he looks back at you for permission to try and proceed. Yeah. Alright. So Bony Danza will press his weight against another seamed doorway at the end of this crawl space, and it slides open. Are you all gonna follow Bony Danza? Yes. Mm -hmm. A distance behind, but I'm gonna follow the light of Bony Danza's head. All right. Um, as you crawl through this tight crawl space, uh, it takes a bit of a turn to the north, and you enter the room that you would have seen the open door from from the previous chamber. Sweet. As you step in, what you can see is that violet marble tiles cover the floor and walls, though all are cracked and broken, revealing rough-hewn stone beneath. There's sconces that are attached to the walls at each corner, and only one of them holds a torch that burns a greenish fire. There is a marble sarcophagus, easily nine feet long, that lies in the room's center. The coffin itself is carved with dragon imagery, and the head of the sarcophagus resembles a dragon's head. There are rusting iron clasps Firmly locking down the lid. Rut row. <laughs> um, I still yeah, have to detect magic to going. Do I get any any uh, senses like from the sarcophagus or anything else? Like what what is what is what is my detect magic picking up in here? Yeah. So from your previous check, now that you've become closer to the room. Um, that sense of magic that you were picking up from before is coming from the sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. Um, I just need to look up this spell because I've never heard of it before. Oh, good. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, you sense. Like, you sounded like Owen Wilson. You sense a high-level transmutation spell. Mm. From the sarcophagus. Um, do you tell everyone that? Oh yeah, I would. I would communicate my observations again. Okay. <laughs> Good, because I probably would have walked up to it. It's Arizax, you guys. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't know we were in the prequel. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, um So seeing that the that there are like sconces for more torches, um Cass is gonna reach into his explorer's pack and pull out 
three three more torches and head towards the the one lit torch. Um, this torch is lit. Yeah, to get some more get some more torches lit. All right. Um, the torch that remains lit is um, of green flame, and um, even though Hugo's magic sense definitely pinged on the sarcophagus as the strongest. Um, source of magic um, this torch in itself seems to also have um, an eternal flame spell to it so as you light the other torches they, they will light up but they burn a normal kind of orange yellow light um, while this one magical torch still continues to glow green uh, okay so Cass will just take the, the three newly lit torches and put them in the, the rest of the sconces around the room Right, the room is well lit. You see that it's fairly clear, other than this central sarcophagus. Yeah, there are six latches of this rusted metal that seem to hold the sarcophagus closed. Uh, now, I'm assuming this sarcophagus is like laying like supine on the ground, right? It's not standing upright. Yeah, it's laying down on the ground. Okay. Can you use my mage hand to like knock on the top of it, and I'll be like, "Hello." <laughs> yeah, it, it, it wraps on the top It makes a kind of dull knocking noise As you sense the, the stone design of this sarcophagi is, is quite thick um, But you get no response uh, Cass is just going to kind of look towards Erky uh, I guess Erky and and Hugo or, or or whatever uh and just ask them to like maybe analyze the the sarcophagus itself to see if there's any um specifically like identifiable religious imagery or anything there is no design such as that on the sarcophagus erky might just reference the writings on the wall you saw just before, though. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about because it said a dragon priest, and I—that's why I wondered if there was any anything religious on the actual sarcophagus that might—I uh, don't know—indicate something about the religion. So his place of honor still, right? Or his place? Yeah, still retains his position. No, all that's on this sarcophagi is a. It's carved with dragon imagery, and the head of, head of the sarcophagus resembles a dragon's head. And you remember the words from before that read, A dragon priest entombed alive for transgressions of the law still retains the honor of his position. So do we want to open this thing? Like, what are we going to gain from opening this, I wonder? Nothing good, I don't think. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> okay, let's do a quick save and then open it. <laughs> you know how many times I wanted to do that in our last campaign? Oh my god, so many times. Well, okay, I don't, I don't have now. A sword that I can use? Like, <laughs> I don't know what kind of knowledge Cass would have about dragons necessarily. We have um, a damn apple. But I'm, I, I'm curious. I mean, certainly Cass would know. That there are like, you know, benevolent dragons and evil dragons. 
I don't know. Would anyone maybe have any like any better sense of the history of this place to to know what sort of dragons lived here? What's going to happen? We open this and we have to fight a dragon or we become friends with a dragon? Well, sure, if it's like a copper or gold dragon, right? Like we may have just made a very powerful ally. That's if it's a red or a black dragon, then we might be super dead. Wait, there was a name, uh, a Chardelon, written somewhere when we came in. Now, historically, do we know oh, yeah. if that was a good or bad name? And also, might I point out that the other room that we had to pass through was full of was full of balls that were trying to scare us, like keep people out. So at this point, you can all make history checks. <laughs> history check on the scary it was balls. Full of balls. Oh. Fourteen. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, nine. Yeah, I got a three. Anything from Thorn? Yeah, nine. So Hugo's the high number with a fourteen, eh? You are right. There was references to that higher order dragon. You don't remember any details about dragon specifically, but what you can tell from your history check is in a way the simple difference that most statues or references you saw throughout the citadel here um, were very like open and celebratory this location that you're in though revered seems to be kept secret like layers of secret (laughs) yeah you would tie it more strongly to that inscribed message you saw in the hallway so, it's respected, but but um, kept secret at the same time. So that that inscription said transgressions of the law. Like, would would we know if if dragons would have their own sort of system of law? They like, are lawful creatures. Like, did mm. he just say like a bad word, or did he like murder a village? Well, here's the other thing: if they're lawful creatures, and they're and they're evil, transgressions of the law might mean someone doing something that's not evil. Oh my gosh! Uh, I think, like honestly, uh, I think that we should go. I think that this is all full of like bad news. I think we should talk to the mayor or anybody in town who knows a thing or two about the history of this place. And then we can make an informed decision. And then if we if we think that there's like that there's reason to come back here, we can come back here later. You know what I mean? Like we can. I would like to close this place up behind us, take the key, and not do this right now. That is my instinct. Agreed. I think we get out. I know that. Matt, as not the player, not the character, is like, but this is something that has information. As much as I want 100% this dungeon. If we we abandon the side quest now, we have to come all the way back and there's no fast travel, so I guess we'll... Yeah, there is fast travel. It's called Tom narrating. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Tura, lura, lura. No, Cass is in agreement. Yeah, this is too... Too sketchy. All right. You study this. You keep it in mind. Um, Cass, you probably update your map to include this new section of the Citadel. And I do. And I, I go get my torches back, too. 
Fair enough. The single green <laughs> torch still burns on the wall. Uh, do you want to leave that there? Yes. Okay. I don't think we should touch that. And then, Hugo, you <laughs> mentioned... the dungeon master ominously. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned locking up as you left? Yeah, like the... Uh... Yeah, was it the it was first a key, door right? that we came in that had like the where where we had put the key that we got from the kobolds? I'd like to close and lock that on our way out. Yeah, so you all can easily backtrack, and as you pull the door closed, um, as it uh, closes into its setting, you hear it lock. So you know that you could come back through the same way if you you wish to. Um, from this position, you find yourself very close where you first entered into the citadel it would be very easy for you all to then proceed out into the crumbled courtyard and to clamber your way back up the stone ledges from the crevasse that held this entire fortress back up onto solid ground praise the sun praise the sun (laughs) speaking of which um, can you all roll a nature check or survival check of your choosing? That's a natural one for Cass. I got 22 on survival. Okay, five. <laughs> oh my god. 13. So the, uh, the, what is it, two and the five? You guys, like, you lost track of your days completely for... Uh, Hella, you come back out and you quickly realize you were underground for longer than you thought. Um, you know, it's about midday, about six days you've probably been, almost a full week you've been underground. Are we starting to look like naked mole rats at this point? You're all like completely covered in dust and spider webs. Mm. <laughs> and this is a celebratory moment for Erky too. He hasn't seen the sun in months, actually. He was imprisoned for for quite a long time, kept alive by <laughs> the grace of his god. Uh, he's pumped to be out of the citadel. So it's not a long trip down the old town road if you wish to proceed back towards Oakhurst. I'm not going to say it. Don't do it! (laughs) I was waiting. (laughs) Just left the bait hanging out there. Yep. (laughs) In fact, I actually had found a old-timey version of Old Town Road (laughs) that I could send you. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. All right, so are are you all proceeding back to town? Yes. All right. Um, Now, is... Is Erky just going to come with us? Yeah, Erky is going to happily come with you. Uh, he's familiar with Oakhurst, as that's where he left off of to enter the Citadel about three and a half, four months ago. Um, so it takes a while. You're all a little um, exhausted and, and weary and, and weared on from your travels. Um, but with some effort, you make it back into town. Uh, it's midday. And it's the familiar setting of the central road. Uh, there's the village hall, the general store, the shrine where uh, you had talked to Corky before, uh, the jail, the blacksmith, and the old boar inn. Unfortunately, I think we need to pay Carowin uh, a visit to, uh, to relay some unfortunate news. 
your kids are dead. Dun, 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 dead, dead, dead. Very similar. <laughs> I think you should deliver the news. <laughs> All right, so you're going to go to the um, general store first to visit yeah. Carowin Hucrelli. Sir, what time of day did you say it was? All right. Midday. About midday. Oh, classic. Okay. Classic. It's a classic time of day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just as classic as any time of day, but all right. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Half past midday. Oh my gosh. Just to make it interesting. So you're you're all walking into this shop? Yep. Uh, Yes. Sure. Okay, before we... But wait, 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 wait. Before what before is, we go into the shop, or maybe retroactively before we go into the town, I'd like to uh, just use my Furbolg magic again to uh, disguise self and make myself look the way I did before when we were in the town. Smaller, more human-sized. Okay. I don't want to freak anyone out. Always fussing over your looks. You need to pick up your soldiers again? I mean... Wait, do we still have Boney Danza? Isn't he going to freak the <laughs> fuck out of some people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put a scarf on him, too. Wait, you put a scarf look, on him? Yeah, he looks like hipster Boney Danza. Okay. It's a fashion well, you can scarf, to like bring him with triangular he's, down the he's front. quite polite. Yeah. I love it. Uh. <laughs> that, that two meets two goes right through him, though. Oh, wow. Hey-oh. It's okay. He could use some meat on his bones. Um, Bazinga. That's all right. Can you let me know when we're getting to the end of his 24 hours? Um, I'll say you probably took you the morning to explore that secret area. So you probably summoned him at like 3 or 4 a.m. So you have all through the day into tonight. Okay. All right. Okay. I go in the general store. Yeah. So Carolyn is there. Um, as she sees you all walk in, um, her expression is almost um, paused for the moment as she kind of counts the heads as your whole party slowly enters in. Can I tell her that Pony Danza is one of her kids? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you can say what you want, but that would be a lie. <laughs> Just to soften the blow, here's one. I brought it back to I life. Was, I was that thinking fun? that, and then you said it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just great minds to collect him. That's oh horrifying. Do you, do you guys say anything as you enter into her shop? I will procure the two rings... Uh, from my um, satchel or whatever, and I will place them on the counter or the whatever, assuming that there's a counter or whatever. I place them uh, in front of her, and I just say that uh, we were unfortunately too late to save them. You see that her jaws set tightly, um... She is quite a strong woman, um, but she still slowly walks around the counter. 
embraces you as she lets herself uh, cry a little bit. She spends a few moments hugging you um, before she composes herself and says, thank you very much. Who is she hugging? She was hugging Hugo. Okay. She says, thank you very much. Um, She takes the rings, holds them in her hand, and gives them a a close look. Um, She goes, I did not have too much hope to see them again. I mean, I take this as meaning they passed away. Did you find them down there? Um, so I'll, I'll spare, like, any of the details, but I'll say that, um, Tal- Talgan had perished before we arrived, and, uh, we were, we were there with Sharwin at the end, and she, she passed, like, in a state of peace. So trying to, trying to soften that blow. She says, it is unfortunate we can't have... A proper funeral for them, but at least with the family signet rings, we know we can be at peace. Um, and she kind of shakes her head and composes herself, and she says, Thank you. You've done a great service to us. I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> as much as I have many questions I would love to, to ask, I can't seem to bring myself to it. One moment, and she goes behind the counter and rifles through a few things, and she puts out on the countertop uh, 250 gold coins. She says, this is for you, for bringing proof of their passing, for bringing solace to our family. We thank you very much. I will... I will... I guess, uh, graciously accept that, and I will, once we're out of the shop, I will split that five ways. Oh. It's one of them for Boonie Danza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Erky. Oh, Erky, um, if you er- offer Erky money, he, he would turn it down. He would say, um, you've helped me more than words can describe. I've would have been stuck down there for eternity for all I know, and um, uh, I would offer to follow you, but I'm I'm a little shaken after all this, and frankly, uh, I think I need to spend some time in a temple to, to recover, but I, I couldn't possibly accept a payout. It's yours. You can donate it to the temple if you want. I will leave that up to you, but... Um, I, I could not possibly take a handout after you saved my life. Erky, buy some damn pants! <laughs> are we are we done in the general store? I didn't want to skip over anything. Um, She's not going to give us a discount? Like, she would say to you, she, she she'd be happy to do business with you in the future. Um, she considers you a close companion if you ever want trade or if you're ever in need of certain items, she's completely open and gracious to you. Um, for this particular moment, I'm pretty sure she wants to go cry in peace in the back. Um, but she says you're you're welcome back at any time. And I'm gonna order um, Boney Dancer to do a little like jig and like tip his hat. Oh my to her god! To like cheer her up, I go down and cheer someone out. Oh so god. tactless. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait a second. Isn't Hella supposed to be the socially awkward one? Apparently not. <laughs> Jeez. Even I know this is fucked up. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh I will say, as you guys leave the uh, general store there, uh, you start to notice that you've gained a bit of attention from the citizens in this small town. They may have not been expecting your return. Uh, Cass is going to kind of put a hand on Erky's Erky's shoulder and, and just look at him and say, friend, I think there's someone that you should meet, and then just start walking towards the the Work? temple. <laughs> Morgue? What is wrong with you? The temple to introduce him to Corky. To meet your god. <laughs> Alright, if you walk over to the temple, um, Corky took notice of your of, of the kind of hubbub around the area, and she's actually standing in the doorway to the temple. Um, as she sees the group, she screams out in jubilation, she is super happy to see you guys again. Um, she runs over and says, Oh, I'm so happy you're back. I knew you would make it. How did everything go? Tell me all about it. Well, <laughs> we have uh, some unfortunate news about Sir Bradford. Oh, tell me. It's it's we fine. <laughs> He's dead. Well, who's tactless now? <laughs> Hugo's so kind to Carolyn and then walks over to Corky, the, uh, the priest. <laughs> and I go to make Bony dance and do a dance again and you guys stop me? <laughs> just, like, just like push you away gently. <laughs> oh god. Did we have any, did we re- recover any artifacts from Sir Bradford? Yes. Did he yeah, give, the big didn't fucking give me sword. a sword and all this stuff? Yeah. It doesn't take much nothing... of a perception check to notice that Corky eyeballs that giant frickin' broadsword on uh, Thorn's back, but he she doesn't really... My rapier. S- she doesn't say much about it. She will say, yes, I mean, I-, I can tell from your companion's new equipment there that Sir Bradford unfortunately didn't make it back, but uh, I hope he is at peace at least. Yeah, I'll just express that he was very honorable and and was at peace. And then I'll introduce uh, Erky and say that he could use some pants. Pants. <laughs> pants, yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, they and I are the same person today. <laughs> they exchange pleasantries. Um, Erky turns to you and says, thank you very much, um, would it be fine if I stayed with Corky here and, and left you for now? Love match, oh yeah. <laughs> They're both gnomes too, it's so cute. Yeah. Aww. Just say, of course, of course. Can I ask, you know? Can I ask uh, Corky if she knows, like, um, if there's any, like, friends or family of Caracas in town? Because I have his ring and I, I'd like to return that as well. Whose mm. ring? Caracas, the ranger. <laughs> she knows. She will say, um, Caracas was hired by, well, the only one he really worked for was the city guard, though. He, he never had any family ties around here. As for the service you've okay, done for me, uh, Corky will offer the party 
a healing potion each. Said I, I spent some time working on this while you were gone. Thank you, Corky. That's very kind. Of course, if you ever need anything, feel free to return and ask. So, to return this apple? I mean, I feel like maybe oh, yeah. some rest would be in order first. It's the middle of the day! Yeah, it's the middle of the day, there's a few... Yeah, but we've been up for many days, I feel like. It's got day drunk. Very much so. <laughs> yes! <laughs> to the tavern! <laughs> All right, you all head off to the Old Boar Inn. Uh, yes. As you walk through the open door, Garen... Wait, can we say hi to the blacksmith? Yeah, you can say hi to the blacksmith. Do you want to do that before the uh, inn? Yeah. All right. We loved him. What was his name again? Rurik. Lethgear. All right, so uh, you, see the, you see the tavern, but you take a short little trip over the blacksmith... Rurik is working away outside. It's midday, so he's actually making a batch of nails right now. Nothing too fanciful, but uh, he sees you approach and he goes, oh, it's good to see you folks alive. <laughs> <laughs> I show Rurik, look at this thing! And I pull out my huge giant sword. <laughs> He'll go, by the nine hells, that's quite a blade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you do you show him the sword in full then? Yes, I pulled it out. Yes. He goes, oh, quite a work. Uh, he taps She's it with a little brain. hammer and he goes, oh, a very fine magical blade it is indeed, but uh, looks a little large for you, lass. That's my problem. Any way you can like make it smaller and hmm. still do the same things. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> Though I am proud, I will have to say that it's a little abon- uh, a little beyond my ability. Uh, at best, I could give you an excellent reference. And yeah, um, yeah Rurik looks over the blade. You know, he takes some time and um, he says, "I have a cousin, you see, uh, Turek Lethger. He he works out of uh, the main city. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting it already." Waterdeep? Waterdeep, yeah, you know. So, uh, Rurik will give you a reference to his cousin, who works in the trading district of Waterdeep. Okay. He explains to you that his cousin does work on magical weapons, and that he may be able to reforge this this weapon for you. And does... Uh, Rurik have a rapier I could buy off him in the meantime in case I cross any issue, like cross paths with any bad guys in the, on the way. Yeah, he'll go and rummage around. Yeah, he can sell you a standard rapier for 25 gold. All right, I give him 25 gold. Excellent. And one, what's smaller than gold? Silver? Yep. And I'm going to give him a couple silver pieces for the reference. Oh, he thanks you and he uh, blows you a kiss and uh, <laughs> he'll write down on a bit of parchment the contact information with his cousin and he'll pass that over and say, go see my cousin, give him my name and he should be able to do some fine work reforging this weapon into something useful for you. Thank you. I appreciate I it. I just imagine yeah, let's go get Rurik tracing the outline of his hand and be like, here's my cousin's information. 
Birds like to stick together, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The infamous Rurik laugh. (laughs) Did you find anything else interesting in that that, that dungeon? Um, Didn't I find stuff? That he gave me, like, some good armor? I I think you did recover one of the Ukreli armor pieces, but... I don't think we took it with us. It was all bent and covered in Laura Dern's blood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so magical weapons aren't exactly common to come across, so you have to do some work back in the main city to to see what you can make of that. And accomplish the main goal of giving this apple to the guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Very much so. All right, let's go to the... The, what's it called? The something boar? The old boar in. The old boar in. Uh, so as you come in, there's a number of farmers having a midday drink. Uh, Garen is behind the bar. And uh, to your, maybe to your surprise, you get a warm greeting. There are cheers. There are warm hellos and salutations. Uh, you get the sense that the word traveled pretty fast upon you returning to town. And um, there's a number of regular patrons that are coming up and asking you to tell stories of uh, what you've been up to. And uh, Garen patiently waits with a large smile on his face uh, as he patiently waits behind the bar. And um, one of the servers quickly brings over a round of drinks for you all. Is it the hot one or the short one? Both. (laughs) (laughs) the hot short one yeah <laughs> it's mary mary the halfling server yeah we liked her didn't she like you because you tipped well <laughs> i think i tipped like the remainder of one gold on an entire <laughs> very well <laughs> plus um some of the city guards still remember you for buying them a round of drinks and they're happy to see you again you see you made fun of me <laughs> now i'm still making fun of you uh, we, I walk in and I, I walk up to Garen and say, please get everyone around on me. He'll say, uh, I couldn't turn you down, but everyone's very happy to see you back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I have rooms kept for you if you need a rest. It looks like you could use a bath, actually. I'll, I'll have someone run some hot water for you. They fix the lock on that one door? <laughs> <laughs> He'll chuckle and he'll say... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what kind of nonsense you guys got up to at night, but no problem. That's all in the past. Outstanding. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, all right, what does it cost me for a round for the whole bar? <laughs> like a, a gold. There's not as many people in the bar right now, but... I give him four gold, and I say, this, this, that's for you. Whoa, you are a generous soul. Very much so. You must have done well for yourself in the Citadel. Yeah, also, like, money just has no real value to me, so. (laughs) Commie. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have the bar open to yourself. There's food, there's drink, there's many people who are interested in hearing stories of what you've done. Bonnie Dan's is sitting down with us, too. And I would like him to have an empty cup that he just pretends to drink, and I've just ordered him to just look look casual. All right. Um. <laughs> Appearance is everything. Yeah, if it wasn't for that cup, then oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the cup and the scarf. 
Oh, <laughs> I just want to drop Thorn and play Boney Danza the whole time. <laughs> See, and then I figure like once we're we're pretty far into it, like we have this game where someone sticks their head underneath Boney Danza's rib cage, someone else like pours beer down his like into his mouth, and then like, and then you, <laughs> the other person drinks it. <laughs> It's a fun bar oh game. Oh, God. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, I do want to just ask, or maybe just like kind of look around, and, and uh, I want to just sort of peek around for, uh, what's his name, Vernon, the mayor? Yeah, Werner Lang. Werner, Werner Herzog. Werner, yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, if you spend some time in the bar here, Werner will eventually show up. He, he's definitely noticed the hubbub, and he'll come to visit. Yeah, I just want to kind of talk to him and and explain like we're fairly certain that we've we've uh solved the problem yeah solved the issue of of why you know townspeople have been uh showing up dead with these these strange markings on them and just sort of explain what we found and and that it's taken care of and that there shouldn't be any more issues now also stop trying to plant those apples they won't be coming back yeah. So, so you give a full no explanation to, ver- to the mayor about this, at least about the the blights and um, mentioning the dragon that we left in the keep. He just to be like, yeah, you know, he doesn't know much about the dragon or anything. No, um, he's talking about the dragon that's alive Cal- down there now. Yeah, Calchris. Oh, okay. Just the fact that that we left Calchris there, like. Look, you know, maybe just leave him be <laughs> mm-hmm. and everyone will be happy. Okay. I'd like to see if he knows anything about that sarcophagus. Uh he 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 definitely doesn't. Um he, as you tell the story about the secret doors and the key that you needed that you got from the kobolds to even get there, um it it all sounds absolutely fanciful to him um he listens to your stories with wide eyes and a look of disbelief half the time (laughs) if you ask about the dragon he he barely has words um in his head he's still a little caught up on the fact that they've been buying apples and the seeds turn into evil twig blights and the fact that they've been actually (laughs) in a way assisting the spread of this evil creature across their own lands uh, that's that's enough for him to deal with in the moment. Yeah, you're a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say you've you've done a great service to the town. We will have to destroy any of the trees we've planted so far. Uh, we can't imagine that he had a hand in in helping spread this 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 problem you couldn't possibly have known please please don't assume any fault on this it's it's, i mean we even had no idea until we were deep into the citadel so please i hope you don't feel any guilt and and know that it's taken care of now balls deep I love that as Hugo keeps drinking, he just becomes this <laughs> super conceited, obnoxious drunk. <laughs> Balls deep. 
<laughs> so he mm. will ask about, you know, the cause of all of this. He, he'll say, you know, did you, did you find the cause of all of this? What started all of this in the first place? Mm. You mean who? It was a who. It was a who. From a Whoville. It's his name is Ballsag. <laughs> Ballsag. Matt, Matt keeps snorting. <laughs> what, what was what was he like? Wait, no, it was. It's Bell. It was it was a uh, Bell Bellend. Um, he was very <laughs> flammable. Well, uh, he is thankful that you have stopped this. That you shared the information with him. Uh, he promises to you that he will, uh, with the help of some locals, tear up any sapling that was planted, and uh, they will be on the lookout to rid the lands of the remaining um, uh, tree twig blights. Thank you. I hate those things. Yeah, they've. It finally makes sense to him. Now that he, you know, they they start piecing things together of why people were being attacked and and how these wounds happened on people and you know he's a little bit in shock but he does quite a good job of keeping his composure and um, you know coming up with a solution to to finish off this uh, blight that afflicted their lands. Other than that, it is generally a celebratory mood around the bar. Um, you're all able to eat and rest. Long rest? Yes, absolutely. A long rest. Yeah. Come tonight. Hungover rest. <laughs> long rest that results in fewer hit points. <laughs> Something that I said to Thorn a while back was that if we couldn't find any of Caracas's friends or family, that she could have the ring. So I will take out the ring and slide it across the table and be like, can't find uh, can't find his people, so I'm just keeping my word. It's because the ring was mine to begin with. Oh my god, <laughs> such a nice gesture. You're just going to ruin it. It was such a good moment. I'll just say it and laugh and go, you can keep it. Maybe we'll come across his family in our travels. <gasps> I will keep it for now. I have so much more gold already. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't receive a direct reward from the um, mayor, but it seems like you've made quite a name for yourself, and you get the sense that uh, your renown has grown in this area quite, quite, a, quite a bit. No one even questions the weird skeleton with you. Can I? Can I give the mayor uh, Bellic's uh, ledger about plant growth? I feel like. Since it's a farming community, like maybe they can glean some kind of wisdom out of that. Like, don't mess around with like the weirder stuff. But maybe there's some good, <laughs> um, just basic horticultural knowledge that they could benefit from. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll say that definitely gives you inspiration. And if nice. you're willing, he'll sit down with you and discuss the matter with you um, over a few drinks. Um, so that he gets the full picture yeah, and the takeaway for the community. <laughs> I was going to say, Hugo's going to be like, run, and then just don't do this fucking huge trees. Huge trees. <laughs> like, in about an hour, I'm going to have my arm around Boney Danza and be like, you know what, Boney Danza, you're all right, man. You're all right. 
So yeah, the the town's yours to celebrate. Everyone is interested in hearing your tales. Uh, many many people are willing to buy you uh, drinks and food throughout the night. Um, it quickly becomes a small celebration in the town. Um, word slowly slips out about the twig blight situation. Uh, some people are upset, um, but all in all, I mean they're they're happy this the situation is resolved. And we're gonna go to sleep now. Yeah, after a night of partying, you're able to rest up. You wake up with fewer hit points. Mm-hmm. The hangover. Oh, no, they brought out the good stuff. It's not a hard hangover. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an interesting house rule, though. Like, transient, a transient loss of, hit, loss of hit points that recover over the course of the day if you wake up hungover. I would probably just ex- uh, apply exhaustion to you. I was gonna say that or con- yeah, like yeah, you'd have yeah. to roll constitution to see how yeah I like that <laughs> yeah there's a whole like a uh, growing exhaustion mechanism so if you got mm. really shittered you'd have like a level of exhaustion <laughs> but I weigh 500 pounds you know how many fucking ales I would have to drink <laughs> to even get buzzed <laughs> yeah so what'd you say there Tom uh, I just said uh, later in the night Garen would bring out like a fine parry for you all to drink. I'll say um, you guys are all able to take uh, a nice long rest, and um, the next day you'll be looking at heading back to the city. I do want to blow my whistle of continuing Boney Danza's existence. Why? Doesn't it? Oh, is it, is it just a daily thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like a three <laughs> uses and it's done sort of thing. And you're just like, I like him in his scarf. So let's keep him going. <laughs> yeah, no, she Either can, way. She can up him. <laughs> I, I just can't raise someone new right. without waiting three days, so many days or whatever. But I can just continue his existence yeah. so that Boney Danza can be with me forever. Yep. Getting creepy, but sure. <laughs> Uh, Garen will request in a little bit of a, a drunken state late in the night that you keep him with you close. Um, people are pretty willing to put up with whatever seeing you return, but, uh, some folks are still uncomfortable with a, uh, reanimated skeleton following you around. <laughs> I order him just to dance in the street all night <laughs> and, and jump out at people. <laughs> you just order to like go up and like look into people's windows in the middle of the night. <laughs> Jump around at people from around corners. The more you scare, the better. I want to tally when I wake up in the morning. I'm, I'm having this this thought of like of like Hugo and Thorn like going around the town in the middle of the night, like casting light on Boney Dan's head and having him like fucking like spotlight into people's homes like as they sleep. <laughs> Erky's gonna like lean out a window and go, if you don't put that damn skeleton to bed, I swear to Christ I'm gonna cast <laughs> cast some spells on that guy. I'll send him back to the grave quick time. I need my rest. <laughs> put on Sorry, some bands. Started it. Here's a here's an idea. If you were to turn Boney Dance's ribcage into like um like if you were to get like like a cow uh, stomach and just like put it in there, oh, and then like stitch up the esophagus uh, <laughs> up to his mouth, you could just like turn him into your walking piggy bank. Just like put your coins like down into the cow bladder, 
Oh, uh, and then have pl- a, walk is it a bladder, or a bladder, stomach? or a stomach. I don't care. I thought Whichever you were trying. To, I, really... I thought you were trying <laughs> Why to turn just... bony Danza into a bard's instrument, like a, a weird undead bagpipes going on here. Why not just stitch like a a satchel in there? Why did it have to <laughs> like be a, a bag of stomach? <laughs> It's fun to put coins down his throat. (laughs) You could make it. It it could be like a a a material. It didn't have to be material. It's fine. You know what? It's better that way. Anyway, also just retroactively, before we long rest, I'm going to cast Goodberry. Oh, I mean, sure. I mean, there's meat stew and all that as well. Cass will just drunkenly be like, "Good Barry, Good Barry." <laughs> they just fall. They just fall all, all around the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Gosh. I'm gonna say maybe I actually pick up like six of them. <laughs> I bet you you're regretting this whistle now. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. It's been great. <laughs> I'm really glad I I angry blew it. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Good <laughs> Really glad you angry blew it. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, never mind. No. Nope. <laughs> Woo! Uh, wrong. God, okay. Why? And on that note, but well, good job, guys. You're all back in the town. Sounds like. That's what Matt thinks the music sounds like. You're the one who said but up, but up, but That's the new Pony Dance into a jig on the way out. Oh, God.